everyone, welcome back to our podcast, Hard to Make Friends as an Adult. I'm Macy. And I'm Ryan. And on this week's episode, we're going to be talking about location. And I know we've all heard the famous slogan, location, location, location. And it's very important with your work and where you live, but it's even more important sometimes with your friends. So on today's episode, we're going to be diving into how different locations affect different friendships. When I think of making friends geographically, I kind of divide it into the U.S., you know, the classic categories across the globe here. So the Midwest, the South, the West Coast, the East Coast, and then maybe, you know, in the middle of the country like Wyoming and Kansas and stuff. I'm not quite familiar if you want to categorize yourself differently if you live there. Um, That's kind of Midwest-ish, I will say. And in my opinion, the principles of making a friend are the same everywhere, but there is just so much variation when it comes to the different types of people you'll meet. And I think that's really what we want to talk about today, right, Macy? Yeah, I think every single place has a different culture, and so part of making friends in that area is fitting into that culture. And people have different personalities, people have different hobbies. I think every single place has its own kind of cultural norm. And so you do start to kind of feel like you either fit into those norms or you don't. And it does affect, you know, your ability to make a friend there, especially if you're moving somewhere new or if maybe you've been raised in this place, but you never really fit in. Yeah, absolutely. I think that I've lived more or less in the Midwest and the South, visited the East Coast for sure. I haven't been uh, too frequently onto the West Coast, so I'm not quite the subject matter expert there. But just so many different people, so many different things that everyone likes to do, things that are definite not mentions, you know. Uh, I remember growing up in Pittsburgh, there was this whole argument of Sheets versus Wawa, and most people have no clue what that is. These are two gas stations that in Pittsburgh, everyone preferred the Sheets gas station where you could order made-to-order food. And in Philadelphia, everyone loved the Wawa, which was kind of like a sandwich shop gas station. And there were literal arguments over this so that people lost friendships from it. Things as simple as that can lose you friends places. I think you need to be aware of it. Yeah, I think everyone, you know, has like their own, like I said, the cultural norms, the little inside jokes, the maybe just things that they do and don't agree on. (laughs) Um, And all of that comes out when you're trying to make a friend or if you're new somewhere trying to find your own social group to fit into. Location is so important and I think a lot of times we don't think about it when it comes to our social life or our friends, but where you live really impacts, you know, like your happiness, your daily routine and the people that are in your life. So, like, if you don't get along with them, it's probably going to be really hard to grow there, to have friends, to have a community, and to feel like you fit in somewhere. And especially after the pandemic, I feel like we all feel that is so important to have local community and people that you can actually hang out with in person. Yeah. So I think a lot of people, they don't always think about that. We always prioritize our careers, our family, maybe our education, And we go to places based off of those three things. But at the end of the day, you're not going to be happy if you don't fit in culturally. And so location is so important. I think it's maybe even more important than family and money in the sense that it's your well-being. So I'll get into my story here in a little bit. But I can tell you firsthand that if you're not happy where you are because of the culture and the people, everything else in your life is going to be like highly affected. 
Would you agree with that, Ryan? I definitely agree. And I think that the only little caveat to this is because we live in a society where a lot of people have relocated, that even if you're in, let's call it, not your most familiar territory, there will probably be several other people that are feeling similar to you. So you may feel out of place a bit culturally, but there is a chance that you can meet people and make friends with folks that are like-minded that are also feeling out of place. And that's really the best way you can combat that if you're in that situation. But I do agree, finding a place where you fit in culturally makes it infinitely easier to have friends, to make friends, and just to be happy. Yeah, definitely. And one thing that I think is a little hard for us to maybe discuss in this category Obviously, being able to move is a huge privilege, and also, like, living in a big city for a lot of people is a privilege. A lot of our listeners might live, like, in the suburbs or very small towns in, you know, states that weren't as big as, for example, like, we live in Texas. There's four giant cities here, you know? Makes it a little easier to constantly meet new people or to travel and easily, you know, have a lot more options. If you live in a smaller state, if you live in the middle of nowhere you might have like a significantly hard time. And so while I also would agree, it can be very privileged and not easy just to move. Like it's hard just to up and move your life. You know, some people might not even be able to do that even if they want to. It is really good though to consider your options, especially like in the long term. And if you're not happy where you are because you can't grow a community there, you might want to, you know, maybe start to plan your life in a kind of future that will grow into a place where you do feel connected yeah absolutely so i'll get into my story i guess um i moved from san antonio texas the suburbs area to chicago when i was 21 22 years old and what's so funny is in hindsight i actually had way less friends in san antonio but i think i fit in culturally better to san antonio So in theory, if I had learned what I learned in Chicago about making friends, if I had been able to do that in San Antonio, I think I would have had an even bigger, more fulfilling social life there than I did in Chicago. But I didn't, you know, I think different times in your life, you know different things. And so I didn't have that. But basically, I moved to Chicago. I got really lonely. I was going through some really hard things in my life. I lost some friends. I had a death of a really close friend. And I was very isolated, very alone. At the time, I was in a relationship with someone that was kind of really quickly fizzling out. Things were kind of going really bad. And I realized a lot of my friends were their friends' girlfriends. And I just had no friends of my own. So I decided to go to meet up and reclaim my social life. I started my group. It's how I met Ryan. A lot of you guys are familiar with the story by now. But that's how I made my friends. However, I will say, my vibe is a lot different than like 90% of the Chicago Midwest women. And I can't really explain it besides the fact that (laughs) I think it's the, maybe the geographical thing. I don't know. But like Southern women are so passionate. Like Southern women are just like a breed of their own. And I am like so Southern. And I love like big cities. I love the travel. I lived in New York for a year and then Chicago for like five years. But like... It's like you can take the woman out of the South, but you can't take the South out of the woman. And I feel like the longer I was in Chicago, the more difficulties I had connecting with women and making girlfriends there. Um, Whereas I found that 
somewhat simple to make like friends with the men there but for some reason the women it was like just this huge disconnect on like my vibe <laughs> um so the best way I can describe it is like southern women we are all very sassy kind of we're very passionate I don't know if I would use the word loud but I think we're like not going to be silenced which is funny because most southern women have been raised that like they're under a man and like men you know like the patriarchy and like you're gonna marry your husband and be submissive towards him Jeez. you would think well that's the truth <laughs> you would think we would be like almost so reserved and shy but I almost feel like all of this um dynamic put on us at a young age like almost makes us sassier or something or it's like well at least if I'm gonna submit to my husband like y'all are gonna hear exactly what I think about everything you know what I mean I don't know, but that's my experience. So I'm this very sassy, passionate, creative Southern type. Um, and I went to the Midwest and I found like all the women were just like very like, yeah, reserved, kind of fake nice. They're not going to tell you their opinion on anything. If you have an opinion, you are this dramatic person. I can't tell you how many people acted like I was just like, like the most dramatic person they've ever met. And I wanted to be like, honey. If you went to Texas, oh my God, like, I don't even know what you would do if you met some of my friends. Like, dramatic is like, I have friends who have keyed, like, multiple men's cars, you know? I have friends who literally will, like, call up, like, someone they talked to years ago and restart drama. I have so many friends who are like, if we're at the bar and the bartender just does not serve them right away, then it's like, oh, one star on Yelp can't believe this would happen i have to talk to a manager right now <laughs> ryan knows what i'm talking about <laughs> it's just so dramatic um and passionate is the word i use and i also think uh, southern women are very much like into kind of their aesthetics like it doesn't matter what you're gonna go do like you have your eyeliner on you have your boots or something you have something sequin and sparkly it's just this whole person personality persona i don't know <laughs> And the Midwest is just, that's not it. The Midwest is just a boring, cold place. All right, easy now. You're getting a little, you know, I came from the Midwest now. Oh, my God. And aren't those women so boring? There's a reason you didn't date any of them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, in comparison, nothing can compare to you. Oh, my God. Well, anyways, I just, I had a really hard time finding, like, female friends there where, like, I understood them and they understood me and we got along. Like, I don't even know if I really had that. <laughs> so, the location did matter because the minute me and Ryan moved back to Texas, I suddenly had a lot more female friends. And actually, I would say here, back in Houston, I have way more female friends than, like, I ever did in Chicago, for sure New York. Um, yeah, I think I kind of, like used what I learned in Chicago to grow a group but then here I just fit in a lot better with the people and you know what's funny is not all these women are even from the south but it's like you move here and you just suddenly are this southern lady so that's my story Ryan's giving me a weird look do you disagree with my uh my consensus here I don't know oh let me uh let me cut in for a minute this is my midwest uh midwest cut in moment here no i think that you are you're on you're on top of it for the most you part tell obviously me, would you not say that every southern person that we know who i'm friends with female wise for sure 
is like 10 times more of a personality than anyone you met in the Midwest. Like, be honest. The personality shows up right away anytime you meet someone in the South. Like, And when you also say that you know exactly where you stand with them comparatively, like, it's pretty obvious if someone does or doesn't like you or something. Whereas in the Midwest, it's just so fake. Yes, in general. I won't, I hesitate oh to God. say fake, but Please. yeah. Here's the deal with the Midwest. As a product of the Midwest, I was always trained to never insult someone to their face. So instead, you just insult them by being really rude. Well... I always tried to not be rude, but there are people that are certainly rude. I Again, I, what I was trained to do was just be polite, let them pass, do their thing, and then, yeah, sometimes people do talk I think everyone in the Midwest is, like, so passive-aggressive, and in the South, it's like, oh, you want to go? Do <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, let's go. Or it's like, oh, you have an issue with me? Then, like, say it to my freaking face. That's what South is. Or it's like, oh, I, like, really, like, love you, and, like, you're so awesome. We're going to be really great friends. I feel like that's the South... And I hate fake anything. And it's like a passive aggressive is just not cool with me. Like literally, this is not going to work. Like you tell me to my face if you have fun with me is how I feel. (laughs) You know, like I'm not messing around with any of that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think (laughs) looking at the geographical tendencies, again, not everybody fits into every single thing, but looking at all of the different personality types i think the midwest often clashes the hardest with the south for that reason a lot of the people in the midwest i specifically just referring to myself are more of like a modest you know like try to keep the status quo i'm not going to try to rock the boat but i'm going to try to be kind to you and support you um i'm going to apologize to you but for Ryan, something i didn't I even don't do think you're a good example because you're like a nice guy who like also understands other personality types most of the people i've met in the midwest like they don't apologize for anything it's just like so passive aggressive and like if they don't understand you and your vibe it's like you're out kind of that makes sense in the in the context of making a friend i mm. think that a midwest person would see a powerful personality and either a run away run away yeah or b give it a shot but be overwhelmed at times um and c would probably be the things that you've experienced whereas they are you know shocked or rude at the first slight thing that goes wrong yeah well maybe like i will say in some ways it was somewhat easy to make friends up there but I think, like, the minute you need anything from these people or, like, anything happens, like, slightest drama, it's like, forget this from them. Like, it's kind of a really fake friend. It's like, I can't tell you how many people out there we knew. Ryan and I both knew them. And we had the best times, like, going out to bars and stuff. But the second someone was like, oh, I'm going through a breakup or, hey, you guys, I had a bad day. It was like silence. Like, they can't even handle that. Do you know what I mean? Like, they're very, like, fair-weathered friends, I guess. And they couldn't handle, like, you having a personality or opinion on anything. Not just you, but, like, in general. Do you know what I mean? It was like they just kind of wanted to be friends for something to do. And not really for anything more than that was my experience. Well, admittedly, I had, as as you said, I had known a lot of them. And I 
didn't learn what they did for work or even some of their last names. So Yes, that's what I'm saying. They didn't talk about anything real, like no passion. How am I hanging out with you for a year and a half and I still don't even know like if you have siblings or not? But to be fair, in my thinking, I didn't care about that either maybe it is like a midwest thing for me because i was just thinking oh having a great time these people are the people i enjoy hanging out with like i could get to know them more if i wanted to but at the same time what was like Hmm, the goal of that maybe midwest people are just people you have in your life very briefly (laughs) yikes (laughs) i don't know minus me (laughs) (laughs) well but it is okay so and then you have like the east coast culture which i lived in new york for a while that is a pretty aggressive culture too where like it's so fast-paced and it's kind of like people either like you or they don't but i see i feel like as a southerner i can at least relate to that because it's like If they have an issue with you, like, you're going to know. You know what I mean? Well, here's the core difference, right? For you personally, Macy, and I'm not saying everybody, but for you personally, you would rather know from second one if this person hates you or would love you. Whereas I think most people in the Midwest wouldn't want that judgment at all right away. They would prefer to wait until multiple weeks down to make their decision. The East Coast, I think, views the exact same way. They're like, snap judgment or, hey, I can tell that this person's going to be awesome. Or, hey, I'm not going to do this right now. You know what I mean? Right. I think a lot of it is like time and stuff, too. Like in New York and everything, people are so rushed, you know? So you can't be, like, waiting, like, weeks to figure out someone's vibe. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I completely understand that. But, again, that's the culture, right? Right. So I I think a lot of it does come down to, like, the culture and people that are raised in these places. You know, they're mimicking this whole persona, kind of. Yeah. Um, And then the West Coast, I don't think either one of us has a ton of experience with that. I've been to California a few times, but never like lived on the west coast so i can't speak a ton to that but i think it's maybe kind of similar it seems like la is a little maybe like uppity i recently learned from talking to a friend about something called the seattle freeze which is that people in seattle tend to uh kind of stick to their groups and if you're new there it can be really hard to break into the groups so they'll be nice to you but you won't really get anywhere if that makes sense yeah um, so that's kind of similar to maybe the Midwest vibe, too, where yeah. it's nice, but it's like you're not really invited. I, yeah, I would agree with that. I think that it's tough to break into smaller groups in the Midwest. Everyone would be very cordial to you and polite up front, but getting, you know, into a very niche group, it would be tough. So that's an interesting correlation to, like, the Pacific Northwest. Yeah. And then I think in the South, it's it's maybe more friendly, but then things can maybe end worse, too, because you do have, like, kind of this passion, or you know right away if someone does or doesn't really like you. Yeah. So it might weirdly, in some ways, be easier to make a friend, but it also might be more difficult if you don't feel like you're being reciprocated. Yeah, I think in terms of what I've experienced going from living in the Midwest for most of my life. You know, I grew up in Pittsburgh, which is, in my opinion, half Midwest, half East. It's kind of a hybrid. But anyway, moving from the Midwest down to Houston, I felt fairly easy at making a friend. I think that everyone was very polite. But of course, I had the background experience of 
knowing you, Macy, and knowing, you know, all the different types of kind of personalities that might come up. So for me, I basically thought it was fairly easy to make a friend um, down in the South because everyone is very welcoming. Everyone is, you know, very happy, but it does get a little more serious a little more quickly. You know, you see someone for the second time in the South and you're they are expecting you to know their name, you know, and like build a larger conversation. Whereas in the Midwest, I would meet people a couple times and it was cordial, maybe first names and neither party necessarily mm. felt that it had to move forward from there. Yeah, it's interesting to think that different locations and cultures kind of put more of an importance on how quickly a friendship or dynamic should be created. I also think that and it's really hard for us to probably talk on this. There is a huge difference between like city living and like country, suburb, small town living too. Yeah. So really, Ryan and I have pretty much only lived in big cities. I mean, maybe with the exception of when we were growing up. But as adults, we've always like lived, Ryan lived on college campus. College campuses, I feel like no matter what location you're in, that's a very similar vibe no matter where you are. Yeah. The culture and people might be different, but like it's easy to facilitate friendships because colleges have so many clubs and people coming from different locations. You have different majors, and you know what I mean. It's yeah. I all mean, the of friendship is very is facilitated. Very, yeah, all of college is a very much learn the real world, but also make friends and have fun environment. So right, and then big cities. Weirdly, it's like hard. <laughs> And easy to make friends because you have so many people to pull from. Yeah. But it can be really hard to, I think, no matter where you are, like, make a close friendship because you have so many people. Most people are, like, working, career-oriented. Maybe they're not prioritizing friendships and things. But, yeah, everyone is always going out. It's really easy to, like, walk places and, you know, have kind of this community in your area of town. Yeah. Um, But then if you live in a small town or something, you really only have so many people to pick from so that's hard yeah that's hard and one thing i kind of think correlates i find that if you have to drive further or travel further to get to set event or to make that friend you're gonna put a lot more effort into it once you're there i think that oftentimes in a city or doesn't even have to be a city but let's say you only have to walk right outside your door to do something you have a very low opportunity cost right like you could just walk back home and play video games or watch a movie and i think you're going to try a little less hard that's something i did notice as a correlation from city to suburb if that makes sense if i'm going to drive 30 minutes to get to a city and have a fun time i'm going to make sure i get my money's worth whereas I live in a city and just walk outside I could walk outside any day and do that yeah that's so true I think it's weird to think about cities and yeah versus hometowns or suburbs and smaller areas just the effort level maybe it is less in a city because there's so much to do and you have so many opportunities and there's always someone new to meet but then in a smaller town you have less people to choose from so it's weird. Like, it's almost, you know what it's almost like? It's almost like trying to pick something, like, on Netflix to watch at night. You know what I mean? Oh, no wonder it sucks. <laughs> because when there's so many options, it's like you don't take any of it seriously, really. Right. You know, you think, oh, that would be fun you to watch. You don't want to settle or something. Yeah, So, therefore, you end up with settling. nothing. 
Because I think like Amazon was like, we've actually started watching DVDs again just so that we'll like pick something. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, until you buy too many of them and then oh we have the same God. problem. But if you live in a small town, you have a smaller selection anyways. You're probably very like particular in the sense that I like this person. I'm going to make sure that this friendship works. Because who else do you have to choose from, you know? Yeah, there's higher stakes. Yeah. But then with extra choice comes (laughs) harder things, too. It's really kind of, like, hard no matter what, I guess. That's why making friends and keeping them is just really difficult. And the location really does influence, you know. I don't know how many times I've heard my best friend or one of my really close friends is moving out of town. And I don't have any friends here now. What do I do? You know, like, that's awful. Yeah, and that happens so often. Very frequent. And that's why I always kind of recommend with the podcast or my social club that even if you have friends, it's always good to go to, like, networking events or new, you know, activities because the more people you continuously meet, just the more you're expanding your circle. And it doesn't mean that you don't have your really close friends, but it does mean that if someone moves or if you move, you're not always starting from square one, you know, every time something changes in a life. Yeah. It's really important to do that, I think. So, Macy, for people who, let's say, are moving to a different geographical location and maybe are concerned about everything we've said and how to make a friend, (laughs) um, is there any advice you'd like to give? You know, you can give specific examples Mm -hmm. of if you're going to this place, that type of thing. Um, My overall, I can start with a little piece of my advice well, I know you can look into specific geographical norms and strategies. My overall advice would just be to keep an open mind and expect things to be a little different than what you're used to. You know, I can't say enough that perhaps in your experience, Macy, if the other side of folks, you know, the folks in the Midwest were more open to, you know, personality and to things changing a little more. I can't help but think that maybe things would have been better. Um, Similarly for myself, because I had already talked to you about the South and what to expect, I think that I had my mind open and was really ready to adapt to whatever the situation came from. And that led me to making stronger friendships. That would be the thing I would kind of say. What would you say? Yeah, I think that's good advice. What I would say is, uh, and well, actually, what I wish I had done a little bit more. I think it's really good to do whatever the big cultural thing is in that area, or like whatever the big, you know, attraction. I guess it doesn't have to be like cultural, but attraction, whatever. It's really important to like maybe right away do that and see like, do I like it? What's the vibe? Wait, so in Chicago, would it be going to the Bean? No. The bean. Oh, my God. No, like in Chicago. Okay, so actually, um, when I was in Chicago, I had some friends, not really friends, but whatever, people I was at first hanging out with who were really into, like, uh, like the Chicago blues, right? Kind of like the R&B, the jazz, kind of that whole dynamic. And I wasn't into that because I was into, like, like two-step and country I say two-step, I mean, like, country (laughs) two-stepping, like, Wild West dancing. Very Texan. Yeah, very Texan. And that's what I was used to. So when I would think about going out, it was always, like, a nightclub, like, vibe or two-stepping. And it was never this kind of, like, jazz, instrumental, like, soul R&B. And I was immediately kind of having to go to those. 
but I wish that someone would have, like, explained it to me more. Or, like, kind of, like, let me understand this vibe. Because I think I might have gotten really into it. But, unfortunately, when I went there, the whole time I was thinking, like, well, this isn't as fun as the country western dancing. Uh-huh, yeah. And, you know, but weirdly, I think it would have been fun. I just don't think I had someone be like, this is why we're really into this. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And this is so culturally, like, a big thing here. And if you, like, like this, you might make some really cool friends doing this. But for me, it was almost, like, culture shock where I was like, okay, I don't really understand, like, instrumentals. Where's, like, the lyrics, you know? Yeah. And I just couldn't get into it. And so I started hating these nights going out to that. And I, luckily, there was only, like, one country music place, uh, Joe's on Weed in Chicago, if any of you all familiar. I just started going there because I really liked the vibe. But, see, that was, like, me embracing my southern culture instead of finding out cool things to do in Chicago. However, by going to Joe's on Weed Street, you were likely surrounded by like-minded people and had a larger chance to make a friend. That's that true. Way. And, well, I didn't make, make friends with her through that, but I did make a, a Houston friend up in Chicago. You might have remembered her, Hannah. Yeah. She's a really bad influence on me. <laughs> Because, yeah, she was just like me, I guess, and we were just insane. Just wrecking havoc on Chicago, these southern girls. The Midwest couldn't handle you. Yeah, literally. Um, but, and, like, that was great to have. But it was almost like I I wasn't really fitting in, though, to Chicago. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And so when our friendship kind of fell apart because she moved for work, it was like I hadn't, well, I mean, I had people, but, like, I didn't have someone I actually, like, understood there, I guess. And it's important. And it's almost like a, it's kind of like you're not really putting yourself out there if every time you go somewhere, you just immediately try to find someone that's just like you and exactly where you're from to be friends with. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's kind of like you're not really embracing your new place for what it is or like you're almost being pretty biased or something where you're like, I only want to be friends with people who are just like me, you know? Yeah. And it's not always helpful. (laughs) I think, yeah, making new friends from new cultures that are, you know, diverse and things really helps you grow as a person. Um, But it is always good to know that you can find those things in a new place where hopefully you can feel at home on occasion. Yeah, that's true. I think there's something we said about finding a place where you're comfortable and it reminds you of your roots. But it's also important to break outside of your roots. Especially if we're moving somewhere new. Well, (laughs) I think the most I can say is that if you're not somewhere where you feel welcomed and you're not making a ton of friends, you might want to consider a different area. Maybe that's a super far away place or maybe it's just like a different, you know, suburb of town or neighborhood or something. Yeah, if you fit into the culture around you, I think your happiness is going to increase you're going to be able to keep and make a lot of different types of friends. And if that's not an option for you, definitely, you know, heed some of our advice. Think about the cultures that are around you and how yours differs slightly and how you can maybe act certain different ways to best facilitate those friendships. And, you know, it's like a huge world. I think that we live in like the best time ever in history, literally. Where you can go anywhere. Maybe you can travel somewhere and see if that place like fits your vibe better than where you are now before you fully commit. 
But wait, like, there's wait. so many people in the world, and there's people that are gonna accept you for who you are somewhere. I was gonna say, are you? You're definitely one of those people. May see that when you're on vacation, you go, "I could totally live here." Oh yeah, that's totally me. <laughs> one day is all you need to know if you can live there. Well, as we wrap up today's episode, I would like to clarify that. I know some of my southern sassiness kind of came out when I was discussing my Midwestern friendship experience, but in all honesty, I did have some really great friendships up there. I obviously met Ryan up there, which that was amazing, one of the biggest, most important things that's ever happened to me, so that was great. And in general, I miss Chicago quite a bit. I don't miss the winter, but I miss the food. I miss the city. There's some really amazing things about Chicago. So what I would like to say as we wrap this up is that it's important not to have stereotypes. It's important to accept people for where they come from, different cultures, different you know ways that people interact, different social groups. It's so important to be welcoming and inclusive. But it's also totally fine to say, hey, I didn't really fit in with these people or I didn't feel welcomed or whatever. And to keep you know searching for a place where you do fit in, you're an adult, you can move anywhere. It's a huge world. Don't limit yourself to your hometown or to one big city just because you graduated college and that's the first place you ended up. If you're not happy, it's okay to change it. And it might be scary. It might not come easily. But it's so important to reclaim your social life and to have a group of friends that you fit in with. Community is everything. And so don't stop searching until you have a community that you know, embraces you, empowers you, and encourages you. All right, you guys. Well, thank you all so much for listening. We will see you next week on our next episode. Take care. 